This is Podflix, episode 198. I'm Nish. I'm Willie. I'm Paul. Getting loose, Nish. Getting ready. That's right. <laughs> That's what I got to do. I don't think that was. So, yep. I don't think that was so bad. You got to. You got to stay limber. Get get ready. For I like how you look to the side. It was like you know, it's like a physical in high school. Yep. That's right. Do you Turn do, you do that for and, other public speaking things? Like if you have to talk at work or something, do you get yourself all in front of everybody too? Yeah, yeah. I I I run through all my vocal warm ups. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Yeah. Um. No. No, I don't do any of that. That business. Um. There's no good segue for this, right? I don't know how public speaking segues into the movie we watched uh, for this episode. So I'm just going to say what the movie we watched for this episode is. The Good Nurse. Oh, we did. The Good Nurse. Oh, she was. Yeah. So, okay. The Good Nurse 2022 Netflix. Going in and for a while in this, like how long did it take you to realize that The Good Nurse was Jessica Chastain and not ironically Eddie Redmayne in this movie? Because I definitely Very, thought it was ironically Eddie Redmayne. I thought it was like, oh, uh, the good nurse. Right. Uh, end credits for me. Me too. That, that, me the, too. End, the, the, the end part where it's like, where, where it says like what happened to the real people. And then it ends with like something that's like, she's still a good nurse. And it's like, oh. Like, oh. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> 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 definitely how I felt. Like It was like, oh, okay. That was you the were, good nurse. It's like, yeah, you were saying, I guess she was. It's like, you were saying pre-show, Nish, that um, you watched it a little bit ago and you're having a tough time remembering it. I, I watched it today and I don't remember it. <laughs> great. <laughs> this will this will be great. Um, so let's uh, let me let me I'll, I'll give a very quick synopsis of uh, sort of the premise of this movie. So uh, this movie is based on a true story. Um, it is the story of Charlie Cullen. Um, who was a male nurse um, in uh, the 90s and early 2000s, um, who uh, basically was killing patients. Um, he was a serial killer. He was murdering patients by putting drugs into their saline drips, and they were just dying, basically. Um, and um, he was eventually caught, and he was caught um, with the assistance of a fellow nurse who worked with him uh, named Amy Lofren. Um, who uh, who basically was sort of his friend, but kind of realized what was going on and helped the police catch him. And this is basically, you know, it's it's kind of her story more, but but they're, they're, those are kind of the main two characters here. And this is kind of the story of what happened. And Charlie Cullen was, um, he is currently serving 18 consecutive life sentences. I believe he, it said he, he was eligible for parole in 2403 or something like that. Um, he uh, was found guilty of 29 murders and people suspect that he may have killed as many as 400 people. So pretty awful stuff. I, I do remember this. Uh, like, it, I, I don't think I knew his name, but I definitely remember this story because it took place in our home state. Uh, you know, the, the at least some of it, it, it uh, happened in New Jersey in uh, when he was caught in 2003, I believe. Yeah, Somerville. Yeah. So it um, so the movie stars um, Eddie Redmayne as Charlie Cullen and Jessica Chastain as Amy Lawford. So um, I guess first um, I want to begin with those two. Um, what did, what did you guys think of? Let's start with Eddie Redmayne um, as Charlie Cullen. What were what were your thoughts on his performance? And I, I want to start with these two because I think like that the movie very much hinges on the two performances, I would say. Um, so start with him. I gotta be honest with you. I'm, I don't know if I'm a big Eddie Redmayne fan. I liked him in the trial of Chicago seven. Um, but I don't think I go pursue movies for him. And, um, was this movie like was the was the tempo supposed to be intentionally slow and boring or was it just him? I, I couldn't figure that out. I think it's I, I, I get the impression it's a little bit of both. Like I do think it's supposed the, the tempo was supposed to be kind of slow. Um 
we'll we'll maybe get a little bit into like what the intention or, or what they were going for with this movie a little bit. Yeah, I, I got a definite sense from it, but yeah, he definitely. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen footage or anything of how the real Charlie Cullen was. Like, I guess in court appearances or anything like that. But he he definitely made a choice of like kind of this very sort of like sort of almost dead eyed at times and like very like, Oh, he almost seems like heavily medicated at times, like the way he is. Um, and, and that's definitely the way he wanted to play it. Um, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Sometimes it, it serves the, the material, but I don't know that that's always true. What do you think, Paul? Um, I actually, I, I thought I liked his performance. I thought it was really good. I thought that, um, it, especially as the movie moves along, it added a lot of tension to the story, um, which I agree with Willie that parts of it were really slow. Um, but when things like, well, I was going to say when they pop off, things don't pop off in this movie. But um, when things start to happen, um, I thought I thought he was good. In fact, I looked him up while I was watching the movie, and I was like. Isn't this the guy in the in the in the Harry Potter like the Fantastic Beast movies? And and it was. And I was like, man, he seems like a totally different guy in this movie um, than he does, I guess, in the previews for the other movie because I haven't seen them. Um, but should have seen him in Les Mis. Yeah, same character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy feels like he could be murdering patients. Um, That's right. Yeah. He he is like fairly or can be fairly. I think like chameleonic or if that's a word or whatever like he like he's also stephen hawking and the in the theory of everything um you know he's he comes in a lot of different uh a lot of different things and does feel like he plays a lot of different roles one thing i realized about him specifically in this role because obviously he kind of has to be this person a little bit is that it's like he's one of those actors who like is quite handsome sometimes although he definitely has like a certain sort of handsomeness to him like it, I, I don't know that it speaks to me but like i get it if people were like oh yeah like he's he's really good looking it's like sure um but he also like you can just tweak it a little bit and it is so unnervingly like sociopathic um yeah. i i think like like um i've always thought mainly because like for instance like uh talented mr ripley or something like that like i've always thought matt damon had that in him where it's like kind of like it's like, yeah, he's good looking and then also can be like really fucking creepy. I mean, that movie was just disturbing. Yeah. And he's really creepy in it in like a really, you know, kind of impressive way, I guess. A way where it's like it's a little scary that you can be that creepy. But yeah, I, I feel like that is something that Eddie Redmayne, I think, does pretty well in here. But he is. um, Yeah, like like you were saying, Willie, it's like he it he is slow and may and maybe like i said it's, it's kind of like as you said paul like it doesn't things don't sort of nothing really pops off in this movie it is it is sort of a slow burn of of a movie um what do you guys feel about jessica chastain you know she 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 probably you know is you know she's the lead of the movie more you know and and kind of is pretty much in every just about every scene of the movie you know save a save a couple i thought she was fine um She's a pro. I like her in almost everything she's in. But weirdly, I think most of the things I've seen her in, like, which maybe that's what made this movie feel a little slower for me, is like she's in the Sorkin movies with the fast, fast, fast tempo. Did we watch um, Molly's Game? Sure. Molly's Game, yeah. right? Like, I'm used to her delivering lines really fast. And it was just like, yeah, whoa. Especially there. Like, this, is, this is a very <clears throat> subdued Jessica Chastain. But she was she was fine. Yeah, I, I liked her. I think she has... Um, this is going to sound like a weird comparison, but she kind of has the same quality for me that like someone like Tom Cruise has, where it's like when they're playing in a movie, you're like, oh yeah, they're in this movie, but it's also Tom Cruise. And I feel like that way about her huh. in some ways that it's like, oh yeah, she's in this, but like, it's still Jessica Chastain. Like I, I and I don't, and, and I'm not saying that's a, that's not a slight. Like yeah. I think that's, I, I like, think it's true. I know what you mean there. Definitely. And at the same time, I feel like, yeah, like, like I, 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 I do know what you mean, but like, um, it's interesting you say it that way. Cause I feel like part of the, like, Oh, Tom Cruise is always Tom Cruise is that Tom Cruise also has this very idiosyncratic, you know what I mean? Like there's, 
there's a way about Tom Cruise that it's like, oh, he's just always Tom Cruise. Like, and I guess that's true with Jessica Chastain, but I think she's like so low key in a way that it's like Jessica Chastain doesn't have all these mannerisms that it's like, oh, like Jessica Chastain always doing that thing. You know, it's like she's but but at the same time, I kind of know what you mean, where it's like you you sort of know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I guess like I just say what kind of what Willie said, which is that she's a pro like it's like I've never really I, I can't think of a bad performance. I mean, I guess she's in Dark Phoenix, which is just like a piece of shit all around from what I've heard. But I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah. So who knows if she's good in that or not? Like I even if she's not good in it, I don't think I'd count that. Um, But yeah, she's pretty much good in everything she does. So did you guys see at the same time they released this? Um, there's a documentary on Netflix, like really same time about the same thing. I there's a documentary. I thought I thought that documentary came out a couple of years ago. It might st- it might be on Netflix. They maybe just, is big because the movie just came out. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it was possible. a 2020 documentary. I think they're based on the same book. So they did this yeah. documentary and then they were like, oh, let's actually make a movie movie like a picture, like, a you know, out of it. Uh, fictionalized one or you know whatever you want to call it there's a number of these right now i mean there was like that moment where do you remember the jinx on hbo oh yeah the staircase, the staircase. And yeah there's kind of a, a lot of these and i got really really into them it was like kind of the serial podcast it was like a lot of things all kind of these yeah. like true crime true crime became big where... for a while and i would i, w- I would say like I, I'm probably wrong on this, but in my mind, it feels like serial and the jinx are like two big things that were in the public for a lot that really brought like true crime out a lot. And then you had like yeah. you had like a lot of podcasts that started doing that. You had like that Dirty John and like Dr. Death oh, yeah. and like yeah. a bunch of big podcasts that came out like kind of around the same time that kind of capitalized on all of that. And then I think with the pandemic too, like people are just inside and it's like true, like there's just true crime content like all the time. And, and, and there's like a pretty big appetite for it. I think generally I'm into that kind of stuff. Me too. Um, I was going to ask, you know, Paul, how do you feel about that as a, as a, as a conspiracy theater, theory, theoryologist, <laughs> right? My official title. Cons- yeah, that's right. Um, I, I think it's fine. Like, I think like I, I like it done well, but because it's so easy to do, there's so much shoveled out there. That's just bad. And I don't like that. Like, I, I, I don't, I won't consume the bad stuff. I'm not a junkie that is, for it. That is fair. Yeah. I think that's one of the things with some of this true crime stuff, though, is that, like, when we were kids, there's always been this stuff. But when we were kids, it was, like, fucking, like, Lifetime movies and shit like that, where it's just, like, nobody you know is in Unsolved it. Or, like, mysteries. Yeah, exactly. And now it's, like, these big productions where it's, like, even this thing, which is, like, some net, like, I, I don't want to say some Netflix movie, but it's, like, it's, you know, th- this is, like, you know, one of Netflix many movies that they like just like dump out there and it's like all you hear about for a little bit. Um, and then they move on to the next one. But it's like, you know, it's got a good it's it's got a pretty good pedigree. It's got, you know, good people in it. And it's like, you know, it's it's like reasonably well made. Like it's like they all these true crime things now seem to have like at least a few very recognizable actors in them when they go through a lot of these, this stuff. You know, like I mentioned that Dr. Death thing, like they made that into a miniseries and it was like fucking who is it like? like christian slater and pacey and like people like that were in it like yeah he'll, he'll always be pacey to me um <laughs> so yeah it's it's like i i do think that's kind of interesting um i was i was happy to see noah emmerich when he came on screen. I, was, I, was, I was gonna move to the to our two detectives so the other the other two main people probably in this are, are the two detectives who are working on the case and yeah one of them is noah emmerich who uh you know probably most of us know most probably from the Americans at this point, I would say. Oh no. no. He's he's Jim Carrey's best friend in the sure. Show. Okay. Uh <laughs> I brought, you, brought you up here, buddy. I know. I, I'm trying to remember. What's his name in that? I can't even remember. But yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh yeah. My my favorite part of his role in there is when he's when he when he's like looking for him with the sleeping bags or whatever. He's like, he's gone. Like that. Yeah. Um no, I, I definitely Mar- think of him as uh as Agent Marlin. Stan. Yeah, Marlon. There we go. Of course. Yeah, uh, Agent Stan Beeman in in the Americans, which is yeah, he's one of the major people in that. He's fucking great. He's awesome in it. Have you seen the Americans, Willie? You should. No, you should. Never. You should. You would love it. It's uh, like a TBS, USA, FX. TNT, FX. Oh, yeah, okay. FX ran for five or six seasons. It's really fucking good. Cool. Really. Good. I just remember yeah. the commercial where they're throwing guns at each other in slow motion. I don't remember that. There was like a silhouette where they were like trading guns. Fair enough. Like yeah. 
So what? I wouldn't love it. Why shouldn't I watch it? I don't know. Because I thought you were. I thought Felicity was dead to you after she cho- chopped after, her hair after off. She chopped her hair off. Yeah. No, she redeemed herself. And what was it? Mission Impossible Three at the beginning. Yes, Is Mission that Impossible Three. Yeah. Yeah. The one where she dies at the beginning. Yeah. Spoiler for Mission. <laughs> Spoiler for the <laughs> first fifteen minutes. Ooh, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd love it too. I was just I was just talking to Willie about it. Yeah, I just assumed uh, that one or both of you guys had seen that show. Nope. Um, the cops to me were the best part of the movie. Um, there's a lot of plot holes in this movie. Did you guys feel like there were plot holes in this movie? There were like things where it was like, how the fuck right, like, is this happening? Like, like, like they're obviously not plot holes in terms of like, you know, this, like there's a real story that happens obviously, but yeah, the way it's depicted here, I don't know if I'd call it a plot hole. Probably the, the biggest thing that bothered me was like, it didn't ring true to me that he, that, um, so, okay, so, sorry. Noah Emmerich is one of the ones. The other one is, uh, is Detective Baldwin is played by Namdi Asama, um, the former star cornerback in the NFL, who's now apparently an actor. And pretty good. I thought he did a pretty good job in this. Yeah. Um, but, so, and he's kind of the one who, at least at first, like, he's he's very strongly pursuing the case. Not that Noah Emmerich isn't, but, like, he's maybe the one who's, like, even more, like, kind of gets under his skin a little bit. Um and there's a scene where he um, is talking to the uh, hospital manager or whatever, um, played by Kim Dickens, um, who's another person who comes in a ton of stuff. Um, and he like loses his temper at her, but like fucking like, like it's like, sit the fuck down. And it's just like kind of out of nowhere. And also like, dude, I, I don't see a cop losing his temper to that. Like I could see it like very firmly being like, I said, sit down, please, or something like that. I just don't see... Like it, 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 it took me out of the movie for like a good 15 seconds where I was like, hmm. no, no, th- this guy would not do that. He would not swear at her like that. I, I just it just didn't fit the character to me either. So I thought that was a weird thing. Not exactly a plot hole, but it's like the main point in the movie where I was just like, oh, like, I don't I don't buy that. The plot holes to me were like the the fact that they even pursued the case. My perception is just like. We got it. It's fine. If the cops were like, okay, it's fine. Let's move on to the next thing. Like there was, there must've been just like crazy intuition on their part. Obviously it's based on a true story. So they, they ran after it in some way, shape, in some form, way. Right? Yeah, exactly. It may not have happened exactly the way, although um, I did look a little bit at like, you know, some of the true story part of it. And the basic facts are true that, that it's like this woman's death. So, so the whole thing, the, the reason the cops get involved is because basically, um, you know, one of the patients dies at the hospital and it is kind of suspicious in that, like, they're not really sure how this person died. Um, and they are required by law, I believe, at some point to, like, report it to the police. Um, but they report it seven weeks after the death happens. Uh, and they say the reason is because they were doing this internal investigation, which turns out to, like, kind of be a crock. And, like, there's no body anymore because they released it to the relatives and they cremated it. So it obviously all hinders the investigation. And like, I don't know about the internal investigation part, but most of that seems to have been true. Like it was seven weeks before they contacted them. They said they contacted them just because it was like sort of a due diligence thing and they had no body. And like that was kind of what made them suspicious. None of this just made any sense to me. This dude's just been like killing people in hospitals. Like why is the hospital motivated to cover that up? Like it made no sense. Why don't they be like, it was that guy. Like just just get them. I mean, I think for the same reason anybody covers up a crime, like they they don't want it to reflect badly on their on them on the industry like that they work in. They're you know they're quietly like if they can deal with it in a more quiet way that they can apparently stomach. They like will do that. Yeah, the part that surprises me, and like again, obviously all this happened. Like it doesn't necessarily surprise me that they wouldn't just be like this guy's killing people because, like you said, I think they it puts a lot of liability on them if everyone knows this is happening, where it's like, oh, they'll get sued too, obviously. Um, so like if they just kind of like, eh. I'm a little surprised there wasn't some kind of informal back channel way of at least like ones in the area. Cause it's like, it's not even like he was going across the country. Like it looks like most of the hospital he was, he was going to were like in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Like it kind of felt like anyway, like the ones he mentioned. That's what, yeah, that's what that that's what the Wikipedia said. He, yeah, he was in Jersey like, mostly I'm, with I'm, a couple of stints out in PA. I'm a little surprised there wouldn't have been some informal way 
to like for the hospital administrators to kind of be like, look, like we're not putting anything out there, but like, don't hire this guy. All right. Like the, like, like you shouldn't. You think they could like blackball him basically. Yeah, yeah it, exactly. To blackball him. And it's like, I know like technically like that's not allowed, but like, you know, it's like if like forgetting what they should have done, which was fucking report him the first time somebody had suspicions or whatever, look, actually look into it, put someone on him. Um, it seems like that is the least they could do, right? Like instead of just like pawning it off and being like, well, it's someone else's problem if they hire him, you know, it's that we don't have to worry about it at least. And and and, and, and I guess that's some of what the movie is getting at, right? And then, well, I guess that's the next part we'll get to, but go, go ahead. So the other thing that was inexplicable to me with the two cops was like, how disinterested the the DA was. Like he had to like go out of his way to be disinterested. Like, well, he's, right. it made no, that didn't make a lot of sense. It to seemed me. like well, he didn't want to piss off the hospital. Right. Um, and what the fuck does he care? I mean, he's I got guess, to probably run for his position, right? Like it's probably an elected position and probably, you know, I got the sense that he was just like being like, listen, like let's not spend a lot of time on this. This could really blow back in our faces in a really bad way. But I think you maybe raise a good point, Willie, which is that, I don't know that all of that is explained as well or even at all in the way that it really could have been fairly easily in, in a movie like this. Like just not even touched on. That might not that might have been just a fucking made up character. Could have been. Yeah, uh, that that's true. Like it, it's very possible that no such um, interference existed. Like, you know, it's yeah. very possible that in real life, like the DA's office and everybody was completely on board. Like, like all of them were kind of like, yeah, we got to look into this, you know? Right. Um, so the movie is the, the way that I felt like the movie was like going about its business was um, it felt very much like it wanted to be kind of like uh, like Spotlight. Uh, if, if you guys remember that movie, the movie won Best Picture, probably what, about nine years ago or so. This is the movie. um about the um, Catholic priest uh, sex abuse scandal in oh, in Boston, um, yeah. and yeah, you know, it's it's about the writers in the Boston Globe. It's uh, you know Michael Keaton and Rachel McAdams and Mark Ruffalo, uh, and you know a couple other people, um, kind of basically investigating and kind of uncovering that. And this felt like they were going for that a little bit, like even though it's not reporters, like these detectives and also this nurse, kind of like working in their own lives and kind of uncovering not just this person who's doing horrible things, but like it feels like they wanted to put some emphasis on the system and, and systemic failures, which allowed this to happen. Like the fact that he was allowed to keep going from hospital to hospital and kill people. Like it, it definitely felt like they were going for that. Like, you know, like they, they put a lot of emphasis on certain lines about like, you know, why didn't the hospital do this? Like, why was he just hired back? Like, this kind of thing or like when uh jessica chastain's character when they're looking at um you know there's a part where the hospital gives them the results of their investigation but it's just like a couple pages and like they outright lie to the detectives about why it's a couple pages and then later jessica chastain kind of says that it's like no no no, like there should be more stuff here like and and she says like that hospital manager it's like she was a nurse like she knows exactly what she's doing like which again is kind of the thing that it's like right like this is like this is like hospitals like covering this shit up basically or like the fact that they fire him they find a pretext to fire him basically they still won't say that it's they know very well what he's doing but instead they basically say it's like oh like you fall you you put false information on your application like the, you, you like messed up the months that you were employed at some place so we're gonna fire you like a clear pretext sense even this woman who's a hospital administrator like she doesn't own the hospital just like fucking turn it in and move on to the next job. Like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like you said, like, it's like I can understand very much why people would do all of these things. But I don't know that the movie showed those motivations. Like, it was almost like you were left to, like, infer that it's like, well, like she's worried about losing her job or she, you know, like, 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 you know, like that kind of thing. And it's like, which could be the case. But they don't really say any of that. Like, the only person who, you know, motivation with is Jessica Chastain, like where she. They, they make it very clear that it's like she has to stay in this job. She we haven't talked about this, but like one of the things with her is that she has cardiomyopathy. Um, so she has a very weak heart and she basically has to have a transplant within a matter of months. Um, and they draw some tension, even though, you know, if you know the story, you know, she's not going to die. 
um like but they draw some tension out of it you know in in terms of like her really struggling physically to like handle the job at times as her heart gets worse and as all this is going on but um yeah, like I, 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 I feel like I was going somewhere with that, and I forgot I got like sidetracked onto her cardiomyopathy. Well, I uh, think that what's interesting is, I, I think the movie feels like it thinks she's a very interesting character because she's got a lot of stuff going on and a lot of drama in her life. Right, she's a single but mom. I, she's yeah, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I feel like if the movie had been a bigger indictment of the system, like. <laughs> To, to to make probably a bad analogy, like if it had been more like like a few good men kind of a thing, um, like I feel like that would have been a better tack to take because like like Willie is like what I'm really curious about, like I can kind of understand this happening like once or twice, but like this happened like at least nine times that they mentioned, like they've worked at like nine yeah, other hospitals, nine nine hospitals, and over years, right? right. Like it's like the, the opening scene, which is not even the first thing I think, but it's a 1996, and then most of the story takes place seven years later. Not one compliance officer was like, eh, you know what? Like, this is the fucking right thing to do here. Right. And they make it sound like Jessica Chastain's character is the first, like, person with enough, I don't know what, Ooh. backbone to say something. Good. She's, she's, she got the yeah, most she's, good. She's, she's got the most good. She is. She's the goodest. A good nurse. <laughs> All right. She knows her patient's first names. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel like that... I feel like they got distracted by like, oh, here's a very interesting main character. And I feel like if they had gone the other direction, I probably would have found the movie more interesting. I think so, too. Um, you know, again, like like I said, like the movie I thought of was Spotlight. And I think that's something Spotlight does very effectively is that it like it sprinkles in a little bit of backstory on its like main characters, like the, your, your people who are working the case, so to speak. But it really focuses much more on like what is actually being investigated and like the story of like you know how how could you know in that case how could these priests who people knew were doing things how could they be allowed to like remain like they were just shuffled off to another church like very similar to what was happening here mm -hmm. where they were kind of yeah. he was allowed to go to another hospital but in that movie they get much more into like why would this be done how, like could they have known about it why and like you know all that kind of stuff and you're right like it's like here that's kind of just like it's weird because it's like it's almost never looked into, but it's very much kept in the forefront of like the movie, like at the in that, you know, like most true, you know, based on a true story movies at the very end of the movie, they have some text on screen, which says what really happened to Charlie and Amy. And then it mentions at the end, the very last pieces, it's like none of the hospitals have been have ever been like charged or, or there's never been any litigation related to like what happened so it's clear that that's what they want you to take away is that it's like oh and the hospitals got away scot-free but it's like which is yeah yes that is infuriating but like we don't really understand the extent to which it is because we don't have a good sense from the movie as to like what their level of complicity was and like what they were like what we they were really doing only saw one hospital administrator right who was kind of a pain in the ass but that's it right and 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 there's like it, it's like they're in the background, right? Like there's another part, like when they're trying to get more information on Charlie, um, Noah Emmerich's character is like calling hospitals. And like as soon as they hear his name, they like bring their legal person in who's just like, yeah, we're not going to talk without a subpoena. Like it's it's clear they don't want to talk about it. But it's like, again, like I feel like it would have been good to have like four or five more scenes of them like getting into that a little bit. And, you know. I understand to some they degree. Definitely called all, they definitely called all the hospitals he worked at before. Right. They could have really pulled that thread a little more and, and really, right. as Paul said, leaned into the system thing. Yeah. By the way, the text at the end was fucking weird too because it was like, this is the th thing that happened to Charlie Cullen. That's his name? Yeah. Charlie? Yep. Yep. And then instead of like, this is what happened to Jessica, the, what's her name? Amy. And yeah. this is what happened to the hospital. So it was like, this is what happened to Char Charlie. And then there's almost a scene with her like laying in bed with her daughter for like it's like a three minute scene. Oh yeah, yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, wait, what? That's and then and then the, and then there's the title card there that says what happened to her. It, it, so it's in between. I, I can't. I've watched it a little bit yeah. ago, so I can't remember now that that's how it was. Right? Yeah, I think I they, want, they want you to wonder like, did she have that stroke and did she like did, did she, she die? Because like. It, it's weird. Her daughter's like, oh, it. I gotta try to wake her up and whatever. And it's like, I don't know. I, that's the impression I got. 
yeah. they should they should have either they should have tacked it at the end, or else it's very clear that they wanted to be like, oh fuck, we should mention that the hospitals got away with this. Like, let's get that on screen last too. Like, right? Fucking weird. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Is there anything else you want? You guys want to say about this movie? I don't know that I have a whole lot else to talk about. It's like it's it's not one of those movies. I don't think that there's like a whole lot of other stuff. Um, that, yeah. And one thing which maybe I can just like we can breeze by it, or I can just say I didn't like the the the, the bringing Amy in to be like the the negotiator to like coax out the fucking admission was like that was probably to me um, his best scene when he was like freaking out and kept saying I can't I can't I can't I was, that that was pretty good but then like. Did they really bring her in to get him to confess? No like, idea. I don't know. That was fucking weird too. I had the yeah. same thought that like I was like, wait a minute, this this feels like we've taken a left turn into like melodrama from based on a true story. Like that doesn't feel like a thing that happens. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I mean can't I can't say for sure that it didn't happen, but I I agree with you that it feels like this probably didn't happen, right? They 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 they, yeah. they just wanted like they wanted them to have a scene where. It's the two of them when, you know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them credit that it's like, you know, again, like I, I thought personally that the two of them both did a pretty good job. Um, and you know, they leaned into that at times and it was like, well, that makes sense. These are probably the, it's probably what you have going for the movie a little bit is that you have these two actors playing your two main roles. So might, might as well give them more to do, mm. but, but yeah, it seemed a little weird that that would happen in the first place. Um, I, I do feel like the scenes that two of them have together in general, after she knows that something's going on are, I think reasonably well done. Like there are a few like, and, and have some tension to them. Like the, like there's a scene where she comes home after like kind of real, really realizing what happened. And, um, he's there, like finds that he's there with the kids and like, she had no idea. And then like, kind of has to like, knows that she was, that he was fired that day and has to kind of play it off a little bit. But like also figure out a way to kind of just get him out of the house because she feels like unsafe now because she didn't really know what he's capable of at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like the scene where they meet in the diner as well after that, where where like she has a wire and is kind of supposed to sort of get a confession out of him. But it's like similarly, he kind of like shuts it down in like kind of a scary way a little bit. Um, and then, like you said, the jail sort of the the jail scenes a little bit. Those are all scenes I think that he does actually have a, a quite good job like you said mm-hmm. yeah so all right well let's just lay into final thoughts then on uh on this uh movie uh paul you want to go first yeah i thought the movie was it had several scenes that were re- repeated too many times like i i like i get the fact that like she has a difficult home life i got it like i get <laughs> the fact that like like even when you were just mentioning when they when the, the the high tension scene when she realizes what he is, even that there's like one too many of those scenes, and I feel like there's probably twenty five minutes you could cut out of this movie without losing too much. Um, I also felt really strongly like they did a Law and Order episode about this case like fifteen years ago, and I was like, I'm pretty sure probably. I've seen this as a Law and Order episode, um, but this was like, what if? We, what if it was like a law and order episode, but a really deep character study instead. Um, and ultimately like it was fine. I, I, I thought it was fine. Um, I thought the, I, I think my big takeaway is the movie was trying to do, took itself more seriously, like thought it was more quote unquote important than it was. And ultimately I give it a two. Um, I'll go next. Um, and I don't have much more to add, honestly. I, I think like I agree very much with pretty much everything you said. I'll, I'll go a notch up maybe and give it a two and a half. I think the performances are decent. That's the biggest thing this has going for it. But um, but yeah, I think overall it's kind of like it. I, I like kind of getting at what you said about like it that it takes itself maybe more seriously than it should, even though I mean, this is a fucked up story like no doubt about it the fact that this actually happened and that this guy was allowed to do these things is awful um but i feel like this movie is trying to do too much as well as we've alluded to like it's trying to be this indictment of the healthcare industry in general and it's like 
that's fine. But like, if you can't show that and maybe you can't in this story because that didn't happen, like, you know, it's like you can't show the investigators investigating all, all kinds of shit. If like that never happened, unless you want to fucking be JFK or whatever, but like, <laughs> but like, it, like otherwise it's like, don't lean so hard into that angle. You know, it's like, like, and I guess they didn't, they kind of half-assed it, but even that was kind of like just raised more questions than it answered. And so it like it kind of had this very weird feeling of like reminding me of like better versions of it. So yeah. So two and a half. Willie. Uh, I'm aligned with Paul. It's a two. Um, I like this genre of movie. I like the um, true crime thing. Um, I think Paul, you hit the nail on the head. If this movie was more, what makes true crime great for me is the tension to start. Like, you know, something is off with a character or a situation and then it just starts like compounding and getting like more and more and more and more uncomfortable. I never really like hit for me here. I think maybe if it was like the hospital really gunking shit up and somehow protecting this super creepy dude, it could have really could have been a lot better. Um, and then at the moment where I just started to like be like, huh, I wonder if this guy's caught, but you know, they're going to let him persist and he's going to murder one more person and like some like crazy attempt. And that's how it's finally going to unravel. Meh, it didn't really happen either. They just kind of like arrested him and she coaxed a, a confession out of him. So this was a miss. This 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 was a, more of a lifetime movie than anything else, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. So um, this is just Wikipedia and there may be more information on this. But just since we were asking, like, did she really do that? It doesn't mention anything about that. What it says here, uh, this is Char- Charles Cullen's Wikipedia page. Um, it says um, that uh, the nurse Amy Loughran alerted the police after she became alarmed about Cullen's records of accessing drugs and his link to pati- links to patient deaths. That tracks. They show that in the movie. Um Police kept him under surveillance for several weeks until they'd finished their investigation. They assigned Lofren to visit Cullen after work hours and to talk with him while she wore a wire. With that evidence, police produced enough probable cause for arrest. Hmm. So that is a little bit different. Um, And then it says they arrested him in a restaurant, not like driving to his new job or anything like that. Uh, And it says that he admitted the next day or two days later to the detectives. Doesn't mention her at all that he had, you know, murdered one person and attempted to murder another. And then they, you know, were able to bring him to trial. So on and so forth. Weird, weird choices. Weird, weird choices. A little bit, right? I think it's like manufacturing a little bit of tension kind of thing, but I don't know, maybe, maybe unnecessary, right? I don't know. I just never thought it got too tense. So that's just my take. Yeah. I think that's fair. So, um, we joked when we, 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 we kept, uh, when when we decided to watch this, I, there were a couple times I think that we kept forgetting the name of this, and then we joked with um, the title, "The Good Nurse," that it was like, well, of course it's called "The Good Nurse," right? It's like you got to put "The Good" and then something. It's like the most generic movie or TV show title you can come up with. So, mm-hmm. along those lines, I have looked into this and uh, come up with a few different pieces of movies or TV shows that start with the words the good and i'm gonna i'm going to read i'm gonna read some of the imdb little synopses of them and you guys see if you can figure out what what they're referring to some of these most of these are movies a couple are tv shows all right so the only thing i can think of one tv right we'll we'll try to start off easy-ish uh some of these are ones i've never heard of so and we might might not do all these obviously okay start off easy Two TV shows. A young surgeon with autism and savant syndrome is recruited into the surgical unit of a prestigious hospital. The Dude, good Doogie Hauser. That's the good doctor, right? Yes, it is. The good doctor, which yeah. is on TV now, I think, right? Unless it's finished being on TV. I don't know. Who knows? But yes, with Freddie Highmore. Um, all right. How about uh, another easy-ish one? Yeah, this one's easy. Okay, the main character has been a good wife to her husband, a former state's attorney. It's right there, isn't Whoop. it? I should have yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yep. After a very, very humiliating sex and corruption scandal, he's behind bars. She must provide for her family and returns to work as a litigator in a law firm. So, oh, yes. Did you run into her uh, at a cafe in the city? Yes. Was that you? Yes, I hit her with a folding chair. I remember this story. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
she, she was take not it well. She, she was, yeah, that's that, that's what I remember is that she was not pleased. No, <laughs> she was not the good the good wife. No, no, she was not. Okay, how about <clears throat> a bounty hunting scam joins two men in an uneasy alliance against a third in a race to find a fortune in gold buried in a remote cemetery. Ooh, good, the bad, and the ugly. You got it. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, it, it, this this one that one does deviate from the the good, you Something. know, noun. Yes, exactly. But it does start with the good. Okay, how about? All right, let's try this one. A young boy stays with with his aunt and uncle and becomes friends with his cousin, a boy of the same age, who shows increasing signs of violent and psychopathic behavior. Oh boy, is that the is good, good son? Boy? Yes, it is the good oh. son. In the 90s, uh, Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. Uh, forgot about that movie. Absolutely. Didn't, weren't there bees in that movie? Didn't he get them stung with bees? No, I never saw it. <laughs> Different Macaulay Culkin oh, movie. That's, that's, my, that's girl. my girl. Yes. <laughs> Shit, he's, my bad. He's definitely not psychopathic in that movie. Was Macaulay Culkin in The Wicker Man? <laughs> oh, my God. Now I'm just picturing... Going, oh, not the bees, and then going, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, this should be an easy one. This is one of the easier ones on this list. In a world where dinosaurs and humans live side by side, an apatosaurus named Arlo makes an unlikely human friend. The good dinosaur. I was gonna say you could you could blunder your way into this one. <laughs> so we're gonna have to. <laughs> yes, yes, the good dinosaur. One of the lesser. Uh, lesser Pixar efforts. Oh, it's lesser. Yeah, lesser Pixar effort. efforts. Yes, exactly. All right, probably one more easyish one, and then we start getting to the harder ones. Four people and their otherworldly frenemy struggle in the afterlife to define what it means to be good. Well, this is one of my favorite shows. While it was on, The Good Place. There you go, The Good Place. Yeah, you ever see that, Paul? No, I haven't. You would enjoy it, I think. I think I would too, but I haven't seen it. I think it's on Netflix. It's definitely somewhere. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Peacock, right? Because it was an NBC show. Was could, could be on Peacock. Okay. The the tumultuous early history of the Central Intelligence Agency is viewed through the prism of one man's life. Uh, um, the the good agency. Getting getting to the harder <laughs> ones here. Wait, so, give it to me again. All right. The tumultuous history, early history of the Central Intel, in, excuse me, Intelligence Agency is viewed through the prism of one man's life. The good cop. There is something called the good cop, but it's not this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I put the good cop on this list. I was like, what is this? <laughs> the good try. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the Good Shepherd. This was, I believe, oh, uh, yeah. This was, I think, Robert De Niro's directorial debut. Uh, it stars Matt Damon and Angelina Jolie. Huh? Is that any good? It's not as good as you would have thought it would be. Do you know who's in this movie? Uh, so it's it's Matt Damon and Angelina Jolie. They end up getting married. They have a son. The son is a young Eddie Redmayne. Look at that. Oh Full wow! Circle. No yeah. way. We're we're back. The first thing I ever saw Eddie Redmayne in, but I didn't know it was him. Right, so it's like it was only later on I saw it on TV later, and it's like, holy shit, that son is Eddie Redmayne. Look at that. He was a baby, huh? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. It was like 2006, so he was literally a baby. But yeah, he was young. It's it's recognizably Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> it's newborn Eddie Redmayne. Exactly. That that baby grew up to be Eddie Redmayne. I totally, re I recognize that baby. He yep. became Eddie Redmayne. All right, how about while in post-war Berlin to cover the Potsdam Conference, an American military journalist is drawn into a murder investigation that involves his former mistress and his driver. Hmm. Not going to lie, this is a hard one. Even though I've, I've seen this movie, did not remember it. Does, does the title follow our format of the good down? Yes. Yes, it does. And you can get this from the description that I gave. It's another one you could. Good typewriter. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good journalist. Nope. <laughs> the good story. No. <laughs> Come on. All right, Paul, you're up. Um, good typewriter would be a great movie. 
The The good affair. (laughs) Yeah, but no. No, it's the good German. The good German. This is uh, this one stars uh, George Clooney, Kate Blanchett, and Tobey Maguire. It's like I've never heard of this movie. All right, we'll do a couple more here. Uh, Let's see. How about? um, And there, there are a lot in here. An aging gambler on a losing streak attempts to rob a casino in Monte Carlo, but someone's already tipped off the cops before he even makes a move. Hmm. Something sound interesting, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. that sounds like it could be good. The good informant. Nope. Maybe the opposite. What's the opposite the of the informant? <laughs> well, the good cop? No. The no. good thief. There you go. The good thief. Absolutely. Boom. Good thief. Yeah, I was saying that the person who's good is the one who tipped him off. Tip them off. It's the yeah, right. It's sort it's of really more bad. The, the bad informant, right? <laughs> what a bad informant. Uh, I'm gonna do this one just because I thought it was funny to put it in here. Although married Chinese farmers Wang and Olan Im- initially experienced success, their lives are complicated by declining fortunes and lean times, as well as the arrival of the beautiful young Lotus. Nope. Uh, the, the good see great, good. The good grief. No, this is, of course, The Good Earth, which you may have read in high school. Oh, I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, this was, uh, this was also an Oscar-winning movie in the 1930s. Who knew? Yep. Which we might have watched some of. Like, I've definitely watched some of this because we read it. Like, so I'm trying to remember. But yeah, The, the, the Good Earth. Um, all right. One more. I got more on here. But what's the silliest one here? They're not all that silly, honestly. But um, how about well, let's just do this one because I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> Calm and quiet Daniel starts on Wall Street. His womanizing colleague, Tommy, encourages him to meet women. He unknowingly meets Tommy's girlfriend, Beth, and ends up in her five women book club. Will he find the woman? Oh boy, the good boyfriend. Nope. <laughs> the good story, the good love story, good love story. Nope. Yeah. This is uh, this is the good guy, the good guy. Yeah, this was one oh, where I was like, "What so the fuck is this movie?" It has Alexis Bledel in it. That's the one thing I could say about it. I don't know if she is the girlfriend or if she's the woman he ends up with. Assuming he does end up with a woman. I'm assuming this is okay. not like uh, that. This isn't ironic, and that he's actually a good guy. But who knows? Let's do another one. Um, how about how about this one? You know, uh, uh, a discount store clerk strikes up an affair with a stock boy who considers himself the incarnation of Holden Caulfield. Jennifer Connelly in that movie? No. There is a Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer Lopez. Nope. Jennifer Tilly. Nope. Keep going through Jennifer's. <laughs> you, you, you might get Jennifer Gardner. Nope. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. Nope. I'm, 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 I'm impressed with your ability to come up with Jennifer so quickly, by the way. <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> That's the one. Yes. Jennifer Aniston is in this. The good boy. The good clerk. Yes. What, what was no, it? No, it wasn't either of those. It's the good girl. Oh. The the good girl. Yeah, this is her and Jake Gyllenhaal. And I feel like this might have been one of the very first Jake Gyllenhaal movies as well, because I think mm. he's fairly young uh, in this. I, I vaguely remember this movie. I think this was like one of those movies where it was like, oh, Jennifer Aniston getting more serious. And like, you know, this is like maybe post friends or maybe like friends was just wrapping up around that time. So mm. anyway, those are just some of the movies that start with the good uh there are many more when i was looking this up it was kind of ridiculous um i have a quick update for you nash sure um but in order to give it i'm gonna need you to just sing me in to bed chat all right here we go it's time for bed chat talking about beds (laughs) (laughs) um 
I picked out a bed. I went with the dark charcoal. It's happening. And nice. it was supposed to be a two-week delivery, and it showed up the next day. Seriously? So it's there before me. Holy shit. So, wow. You know, I will take some charcoal p- pictures of the charcoal bed because, you know, that's that, that's what um, I, I was being a good listener based on your recommendation. We, I feel like I think you made the right choice. That's what I think. I'm I'm excited to see the dark charcoal bed. I but I but it, orange, I, orange would have been something. Orange would have been something. Um, my uh my older son a, a long time ago wanted uh, we were gonna repaint his room and he wanted it painted orange and we were like, yeah, we're not gonna do like that is a bold statement. What we ended up doing was we painted three of the walls like a like a white that is like very faintly taint like tinted orange you know what i mean where it's like it's like white paint with like two drops of orange in it and then they (laughs) spin it around kind of thing and then one wall is like very orange like an accent wall basically you know here's the thing let's 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 dissect bed bed beds and furniture as a whole yes um they're also fucking cheap now. Back in the day, I felt like I bought a bed and it was like a thousand bucks. And now, like, like this headboard I bought is like sub 200 bucks. That's why I'm kind of like, ah, I'll get the orange bed. And if I don't like it, I get another one. But I played it safe. I think, I think it's the right move. There will be time for orange beds. When? Yeah. 2023? Yeah. It's going to be the year of the orange bed. Everybody knows it. Okay. 2023, year of the orange bed. You heard it here first, everybody. Okay. Look, you know this what? is bed chat. We know fucking shit about beds, all right? That's it. And that concludes bed chat. Bed chat. We talked about beds. <laughs> oh, we talked about That's it. Right. Like that. I'm, like I'm that. refining it. This is going to get better and better. I'm telling you. All right. Um, I think... We don't really have any emails probably worth uh, worth worth looking at this week. There are a couple in there, but um, I'm going to save them, I think. And maybe we'll do two uh, next time. Really setting myself up for some pain. But uh, oh boy. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, but if you want to email us in the meantime, you can do so by emailing us at talk to podflix at gmail dot com. Thank God. I thought you were going to ask me. And I was gonna nope, be like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and um, look. We have told us where we have said in the past where you can tweet at us. Don't fucking tweet at us. Twitter is a fucking dumpster fire, dude. Like we do not want to be tweeted at. If uh, if if anything, maybe we'll just change our account and we'll like, you know, for for one day, we'll become like whatever, like some fucking corporate brand account and tweet, tweet shit out like everyone else seems to be doing nowadays. Yeah. Pay the eight dollars. We can we can verify. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 We are. We got enough money, I think, to, to pay eight dollars a month. I think so. Maybe next month. I'll save up. Yeah, that's fine. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Oh boy. Oh boy. Why are we still here? <laughs> <laughs>